Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nordic Football Podcast. My name is Jonathan Faduba, and we are back this week with a very special guest. Now, in the last few weeks on this podcast, some of you may have noticed we've been talking about uh, a team in Sweden who've been doing pretty well with, with their incredible run of results. Um, and, and that team we're going to feature today, and that team is Mialbi. Now, Mialbi uh, are a club who have, you know, midway through the season they've, they've been struggling and, and and they had a change of manager and since that change of manager they've gone on an incredible run of results uh, which we're going to talk about now uh, and who we thought who better to talk about these results and who better to talk to, talk to us about Mialbi uh, than the current manager himself uh, Anders Torstensen so you know we, we've, we've dug into our contacts book we've uh, we've sort of uh, gone through our address books to see who we can find and we've managed to track you down Anders uh, so I just wanted to sort of welcome you and say thank you so much uh, for joining us on, on this week's podcast. How are you today? Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm very good, thank you. And you? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Uh, it's really nice to have a, you know, we, we like to have a lot of different guests on this show. We've had we've had so many uh, great guests in the past, managers in, in Norway and Sweden and coaches and analysts, analysts and things like that. So it's really nice to have you you on the show, um, especially considering, you know, your, your busy schedule probably. And um you know, I guess the first thing to say is what a start you've had at, at Mialbi. I mean, just tell us about, uh, and just to summarise it, um, tell us about your start to the, to the campaign with Mialbi. How, how's everything been since you, you took the role? Uh, well, of course, uh, in a matter of uh, in a matter of ways, it, it, it has been uh, amazing, really. But uh, it's also hard work, and I was working as a principal actually just. Uh, and then got the question if if I uh, could uh, could help me be uh, out since they uh, had five losses in a in a row and uh, were uh, down at the table and uh, uh, I really don't know why but but I, but I said uh, said yes and uh, we really had to. Um, address some things uh, immediately and go back to basic because we had a game in like four or five days after I uh, I started as uh, a new coach and uh, we we started by a, a draw game against uh, Örebro away which was a very crucial point for for us since we uh, played with one man short during one one hour so it was a good result for us actually and uh, after that, we lost against uh, Jurgården, and uh, then we, uh, we we were starting taking points. And now it's like I think I'm not the one keeping uh, keeping record of the of it, but we I think we have eight straight games now uh, without conceding a goal. And of course, by that we're we're taking points in in every one of those games. Yeah, it's uh, something we've talked about <clears throat> on the show in the last couple of weeks. Myself and, and my colleague Steve, uh, we've been, you know, been so impressed with your your recent run, which we're going to delve into in a minute. For those who may not be aware of it, um, yeah. So just a bit of background. Obviously, uh, the, the the previous manager <clears throat> Christian Yardler uh, left the club um, about ten weeks ago uh, after sort of a poor run of results, as, as you just mentioned. There, Mialbi had gone sort of five straight defeats, as you mentioned, and and uh, in August they made a change <clears throat> and they brought you in, Anders and. You know, you just mentioned that you were working as a principal. I mean, you got given the job as a kind of temporary, you know, manager, uh, as as far as my understanding goes, perhaps till the end of the season. You know, you'd been caretaker manager and that kind of thing. 
uh, and then you've been sort of uh, given the role now for you know a bit longer. Um, and I just want to start by reading this this run for for listeners who might not be aware of what maybe you've done since you've been in charge. Because you, you mentioned obviously the uh, the Oldborough game and then the Newcastle game, the one nil defeat in August. Uh, and since that game, you've then gone an incredible run of games without conceding a goal. Uh, I'm just going to read the results that you've had since then. You've had your garden away, nil-nil, Mialbi. Degafors, nil, Mialbi, two. Mialbi, nil, AIK, nil. Hacken, nil, Mialbi, nil. Mialbi, nil, Halmstad, nil. Mialbi, four, Elfsborg, nil. Malmo, nil. Champions, Malmo, nil, Mialbi, one. And then this most recent result of the weekend, Mialbi, four, taking Kalmar apart, four, nil. I mean, you've not conceded a goal in all that time. Um, I mean, what have you done, Anders? You must have the magic touch. <laughs> no, I, I think it's uh, the 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 opposite way. It's no magic about it. It's it's. Uh, I, I want to emphasize that this is a this is a coaching team effort as first thing to I want to mention and. Uh, and then the the players has reacted beautifully onto our ideas and our game plans and way to to play. So uh, uh, it's really a, a team effort from from all around and in the in the team who's doing a tremendous job. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're very you're very that's very polite of you, you know, and um, and and uh, you know, very practical. Um, magnanimous of you, of course, uh, and and you know you must be surrounded with with some good coaches, and and of course you know the players have done a, a great job, and you know we will talk about some of the players that you've got that you've been working with who helped you turn this this form around. Tell me about you know the first game that you uh, came in charge. You know when you had to take over, what was the state of the team? You know in terms of the mentality, it must have been five strike defeats. The team was looking like maybe it was going to be in a, a, a battle to stay in the division. You know maybe. Um, maybe be in the relegation area. What was the what was the first thing that you did when when you took over? Just tell us about how you got the role because you mentioned you're working as a principal. You know what happened? Did you put your name forward? Did, did someone just say, "Listen, can you do this"? Like what? What? How did you actually? Did you put your name in for the job? How did you get the job? And then f- what was the first things that you sort of did in the in the first few days? You know what I mean to maybe start to try and turn things around. Well, as you mentioned, I, I've been in Mielby before. I have, uh, I had seven seven years uh, as uh, assistant coach and uh, uh, one year as a manager be- before, and uh, I've been in some some other clubs after that. But then I had a break uh, for like three years without uh, football at all, and. Um, uh, I, I think the reasons why they actually asked me is that they they all know me. They 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 all the 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 other coaches who work with me today has worked with me before, and uh, actually I'm a I'm a friend with a chairman in the in the club, and we are talking uh, talking football once in a while. And uh, this time he called me to uh, to talk about uh, football, and uh, ended up. Uh, asking the questions if I w- was interested in uh, helping them them out, as I said, and uh, it really was brutal because uh, it was uh, my my life turned completely one hundred and eighty degrees, and 
in uh, like 24 hours and uh, on a Wednesday I was coaching a team in in, in training uh, and we were coaching the team against uh, a very crucial game against Örebro as you said and uh, it was really to just put everything uh, away start start with basics and uh, of course it was turbulent in the in the group uh, a little bit lack of uh, self confidence since since the team had five losses and so on but i think we started out well and as i said the the players really took themselves together and and showed some great team spirit during uh, during the game and uh, i think that that's a, a a crucial part of our success that the players got to rely on our coaching and our game plan and uh, and we were heading home with a with a very uh, important uh, points uh, against against uh, another team in the in the bottom of the of the table. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you, as, as we've said, you know, and, and the run of results, uh, you know, you, that run of results you've had now, you've had three straight three straight wins in the last three games now, and that's sort of taken Mialbi really from relegation trouble to you know you're looking fairly good. Obviously, there's still seven games to go. It's, you know, it's not the job's not done yet. But as we stand now, you're four points ahead of um, Hamstad in the in the 14th place relegation playoff, and obviously you are nine points ahead of um, the relegation uh, teams, which is at the moment uh, Orebro and uh, Ossesunds. In fact, you're 11 points ahead of them. Sorry. Uh, so you know you've opened up a bit of a, a gap there, but you know still obviously the relegation playoff is still four four points away. So it's you know we can't get too carried away. But you know as I've said, you, you know your goals against record now in the league is is one of the best in in the division. I mean you're joint with uh, Oyekor. Uh, who were third? Who were third in the table? And they've got 19 goals conceded, and you, and you've got 19 goals conceded. What is this fat foundation uh, for the sort of eight clean sheets in a row that you've had? Because, you know, ju- just reading you now, the Premier League record uh, for longest run of clean sheets in the, in history, Premier League history, is, is 11 clean sheets. I mean, you're getting. Cl- I know it's the Swedish equivalent, but you're getting close to that that kind of level. Um, what have what has what have you done to sort of keep this team? so solid at the back you know what what are the coaching principles that you've put in place what's the the ideas you've had uh the the things we have done that that is we have been uh, uh, we have scouted our opponents uh, in a very good uh, way and putting time into into that uh, I got the obviously I got this this question before, but I I think and the next quest, question is do you change your team uh, or your style of play? Uh, no, not really. But we we play like maybe eighty percent the same, and uh, we may change twenty percent uh, according to which opponent we we meet and their strengths and uh, weaknesses that that we think they. They got just to to try to punish them and to try to really uh, keep them away from us or lock lock them lock them down and uh, that's what I'm talking about as a as a coaching team effort because we're we're many 
doing that that uh, job we really have we we don't have a full-time analysts so so we're doing that job our, ourselves but we're we're putting a pretty large amount of time into into that and then of course we we're uh, trying to create the game plan uh, which we which we uh, have to rely on and the main thing since we're doing good the players really are with us in, in the game plan and uh, uh, and coaching is the next step is to to uh, for the players to to do the job out on the pitch and follow the game plan and i think we've been good in uh, pointing that out that as a the most important thing taking taking the job following the the, the game plan and the third thing I think that we changed that we're we are trying to be very clear in which role every player has, both in the defending game but also in the attacking game, uh, and we we try to uh, to be very structured and 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 just be. Yeah, clear with with the roles that the what the players are gonna do and not gonna gonna do uh, on the pitch, and obviously uh, the players are following it, and it, it works out uh, fine. So, and the last part that it's also as important is, I think, is to to analyze the game. What did we? Why did we win? Why did we? Why did we not concede any goals? Why did we score? And uh, and just take things with us to improve or keep doing. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. And you know, as you said, you, you know, your approach in terms of opposition scouting, maybe tweaking one or two things um, based on your opponent. And, and just kind of having that solidity is very interesting. I mean, just looking at some of the, you know, you mentioned you do analysis. I don't know if you're familiar with kind of um, expected goals. We we have a yeah. Y Scout on uh, on on uh, on the Nordic football. Yeah, we're using Y Scout. Yeah. Yeah, and um, just looking at some of the XGs in the games you've played. You know, uh, Kalmar's XG uh, expected goals against you was 0.38. I mean, you look at sort of when you beat Elsborg, who you know Elsborg at the moment. We talked about them on the last show. They could they could maybe win the league. They could maybe win the win the gold. Um, but you restricted them to 0.3 XG and beat them 4-0. I mean, some of these, you know, stats they really point out that you've, you've done incredibly well and to restrict the teams. I mean, you've generally adopted a kind of a, a 5-3-2 or a 3-5-2 system since you've since you've taken control. How have you been able to coach that 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 back uh, that back line to to be so efficient? You know, what has there been any tactical changes that you've made to, to the back line? Um, and you know, how did you get that back five to work so efficiently? Not, not really. But one important thing is that we we got uh, Carlos Gracia in uh, during the transfer window, and uh, uh, I haven't seen him that much before. But uh, it's impossible that he he's he has been this good be before because he's he's really keeping things together in the in our defensive line and uh, he's communicating he has a very good leadership uh, experienced guy and uh, a very good uh, footballer so uh, we 
the the changes we we uh, we have done some changes but there are small changes and and that's really just some small technical stuff uh, but it's once again it's about doing the job out on the pitch and uh, if you're talking the the back five or back three uh, Carlos has strengthened up the, the 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 central line in a beautiful way. Yeah, that's uh, Carlos Garcia who who joined from um, from Poland. He was previously at Gifts yeah. Gifts as well. We've, we've spoken about him on, in the past. Um, you know, he's part of that that nice Gifts and South team uh, that had that technical star, didn't it? And then you've got also Ivan Krisac at the back and Max Watson uh, who have impressed. Um, I wanted to ask you about Carl Johan Eriksson, uh, your goalkeeper, because he in the next match could potentially break the all scan record for uh, minutes without conceding a goal. Uh, I mentioned that you've kept eight clean sheets in a row. I think uh, the the record is Hakan Svensson, according to my stats, um, in 2000, who kept a clean sheet for 808 minutes. And Ericsson is only 45 minutes away, I believe, from, from beating that clean sheet record. Um, how important has your goalkeeper been for you? Because there's been, I mean, there's been some big saves he's made. I, I think about one save you made against Malmo. Um, there's been other games where he's he's come up come up big for you. How important has he been at the back for you as, as part of that? And just maybe a word on that potential. I know it's maybe too early to talk about it because it's not happened yet. But uh, you know how um, how big has he been in in sort of getting long run of clean sheets for you? Before before we get into that, I just want to very briefly mention that the things that you mentioned. Uh, Carlos playing is 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 one thing, but as you said, Ivan and, and Max uh, beside of him, they have lifted themselves uh, beautifully. Uh, them 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 too, and they have a hardworking midfield in front of them and two uh, attackers forwards who's who's uh, also running uh, a lot of meters every every game. But back to Carl uh, Carl Yuan, of of course. He's a he's a very good uh, goalkeeper and uh, uh, keeping uh, keeping the the zero here is of course I've given him self confidence but I'm glad to see that he succeeds and not only because he uh, is doing a, a great job but he's a very nice guy he's. Uh, He's very ambitious, hard training, uh, smart guy, and uh, it's very nice to see that he he's getting paid for all that job he's he's putting in. Uh, and as you mentioned, when uh, when the defensive line lets some lets uh, something through, uh, Kella has been there. Uh, and the other way around, as you saw the last game, when uh, when Ivan saved him on the on the goal line. So, uh, but uh, he's playing with uh, self confidence and uh, pondus. Is that the right word in English? Pondus. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. No, that's um, it's a really really interesting. Like I say, it's uh, you know your next game, by the way, is against EFK Jotterborg. So, uh, big match to maybe seal that record, but. Um, you know, certainly one we'll be watching with a lot of interest. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting to hear how, you, how you've changed things. I mean, you talked about yourself a, a bit earlier. You mentioned, you know, you, you just for those who might not know your your own coaching background, uh, just fill, fill, fill some listeners in. 
you, you, as you mentioned, you were you were assistant manager and manager of, of Miaobi kind of in 2013, I believe. Um, yeah. Then trained at Asarums uh, EF um, as well as a manager and Karlskrona. So kind of um, sort of lower league teams, you could say. In yeah, it's the third and fourth tier we we played in those years. Yeah. Exactly, and you were in charge at Karlskrona for sort of 45, 47 matches, I think, two years. Yeah. And, uh, then you, like you say, from 2018, you kind of took a break. Uh, before returning as, as caretaker um, at Miaobi in, in 2021. I mean, you mentioned you're working as a principal. Um, and just tell us about your own life. You know, you, you, you did some lower league management. You obviously, you're at Miaobi. I believe you played as well. How, you know, just talk to me about your own journey within football. And um, and also, what did you do within that those three years? Was it kind of like, did you maybe fall out of love with the game? Was it you kind of just wanted to change? Um, and tell us about your role as a principal. You know, what, and then what made you come back, if that makes sense? Yeah, it's a huge, uh, huge uh, question, but it's quite deep. But uh, don't worry, yeah, got, yeah, I get a cup of tea. I'll, 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 I'll try to sum, <laughs> sum it up. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really born in uh, born and raised in a village, Mjelby, which which is a very very small uh, uh, village, and and uh, I'm an ex military. Actually, I worked in the military for for ten ten uh, years. Um, as you mentioned, I've been playing. Uh, Football in in Mielby, uh, even up to one season in the in the in the senior team, uh, but but then uh, I had to educate me in the in the military, and that's what's not possible. That that's, uh, was not possible to to combine with with football. So I, I played in lower tiers, and uh, in my late. 30s I got a question of <clears throat> becoming a, a, a trainer and I started out in uh, the fourth or fifth tier here in, uh, in in Sweden and 2007 actually got the, the question from Mjelby uh, and I I joined them and the rest of that you you know and um, after my 10 years in the military, I started uh, working as a, as a principal. First here, where I, where I uh, live, I, um, I ended that job uh, when I started working full-time with uh, Mjelby and then came back to it after my session in, in Mjelby in a town called Karlskrona. And uh, my job there which I actually still uh, have have got left on a, on a little, little part uh, is uh, that I'm a principal in, uh, let's, let's call it a sports college, uh, gymnasium, uh, students 16 to 19 years old in, in, in Sweden. And uh, otherwise, and the reason, or otherwise, and what I did when I I, uh, I didn't uh, work with uh, with football, uh, I have a fairly large family with kids and and grandkids, which I uh, spent a lot more time with. Uh, I play golf, I play paddle tennis, uh, and just. Travel, watching football, travel with my wife, uh, get a taste of the good life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, did, 
was there a passion for you to come back into football? Like you mentioned, you, you were enjoying the good life. You know, you, you've experienced a lot of different things in the military. You've worked in, you know, as you said, like a, as, a, as a kind of a, a trainer, um, you know, within schools and things like that. What was it? Was it kind of you were asked to come back or was there a, a burning? No, 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 no. Actually, actually not. The quite the opposite around. I, I turned like uh, 30 offers down because yeah. I was really in, enjoying my, my, my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with, with golf and paddle tennis and a lot of time with, uh, with kids and grandkids. Uh, but, but this time I felt the, the situation was actually what I've maybe been, been uh, waiting for. Because uh, my assistance coaches, uh, Stefan Ekstrand and Juan Robledo, I've bo- I worked with them for many years both. And I, I know they're very good and I know they're... How they look at football. Uh, I know their, their tactical thinking and everything, and uh, uh, I think that part made me accept the the offer. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if you've seen uh, The Godfather, but it's like that that bit where he's thinks he's, <laughs> he's uh, thinks he's escaped, and then he's he's back in uh, just when he yeah. got out. <laughs> I can imagine you in your something kitchen. like that, yeah. <laughs> Imagine you in the kitchen and just just uh, enjoy some golf, and then the uh, next thing you know, you're, you're back in it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. But um, uh, it's, it's obviously great to see you. But you know, you, you mentioned um, you know that you've got that military precision, maybe that's brought brought, brought uh, may I be back on on top of things. I wanted to just ask you a little bit about the um, the league in general. You know, we, we've got an incredible uh, title battle at the moment that we talked about on the last show. Uh, at the moment, Malmo, Yogarden, and Aik all on level on points with seven games to go, and Elfsborg two points behind. If I may ask you, do you have like a, a you know, you, you've coached against some of these teams, you've, you've beaten Malmo away, you've beaten Garden, you've got a clean sheet against AIK as well. I mean, do, what are your thoughts on um, the title battle in general from your point of view? I don't think you're playing any of them this season now, so maybe you can give an opinion on who you think might win the title, having seen all the teams. Yeah, of course, no problem. I have to correct you first. We didn't beat your Gordon. Oh, uh, sorry, no, you got a draw. We, we were really close. Yeah, we, yeah, made, yeah. we made a really good game uh, at, um, uh, against them um, away, but we were we were close beating them, but we, but we did it. But yeah, uh, so anyway, no. no problem. You can ask, and I think Malmo Malmo is gonna uh, gonna win it, because. Uh, I I think they learned their uh, lesson. They're probably gonna get some of their injured players uh, back, and uh, they they have the best uh, squad to end the season with. Well, fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I, I've tipped them as well personally on the show a couple of times. Steve Steve always asks me every week like, who's gonna win it, so it's uh, <laughs> he, he keeps trying to put me on the spot, you know, to, to get me to put my get me in trouble with fans of different teams. But uh, no, that's good to know that you also feel the same. Um, and, and just in terms of coaching in in I mean, I wanted to ask you a little bit about you know you, it sounds like you're very passionate about football in general and you were just waiting for the right role. Um, do 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 you have an ambition to maybe remain at Mialbi uh, past this season or is it kind of uh, are you just here for the season? Um, and and the other thing I wanted to ask you from that point of view is you know because if you are maybe thinking of uh, sticking around, for example, what has it been like for you to sort of build the club as well behind the scenes? Have you just been very much focused on this season? Or have you maybe started to look at maybe like recruitment, things like that, you know, behind the scenes, um, how you, you know, look towards maybe the, the future? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And, uh, and the absolute truth is I have started the discussions with uh, Mielby and uh, 
they have told me their intention is to to uh, keep me um uh, i have decided yet because uh, i we we we're, we're still in uh, discussions um and uh, it's really about me making up my mind i think uh, but uh, we're having good discussions uh, and uh, we'll we'll see about that but that but the other thing you ask about uh, i'm the coach now so of course the the club has to plan for the next uh, season uh, season as good as they 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 can uh, we're still not uh, sure of playing in allsvenskan 2022 but we have to prepare uh, us for it and uh, since i'm the coach they <laughs> they also have to plan ahead a little bit and um, discuss a little bit uh, Recruitments and other things with uh, with me. Yeah, that's fascinating. I hope you know. Hopefully, you will be sticking around, and hope you know. Maybe we can see you again on the touchline, and you know, hope the, the team does well to to stay in the division because it's been been a real exciting turnaround. Um, before we let you go, uh, and as I wanted to ask you a couple of questions just on on players um, in within your squad and also just in Osvenska in general. Um, yeah, you know, you're a follower of football, I, I believe, and. Uh, one player I wanted to ask you about, we've we featured him on the podcast. You know, we, we do sometimes player in focus where we, we kind of analyse a player and look at their potential and, you know, what their their record. And he's a player on loan from you from Malmo, Amin Saar. Uh, he scored in your in your most recent game, beating Kalmar 4-0. I wanted to just ask you a little bit about him, how he's how he's adapted, because, you know, he's a youngster. I think he's 20, uh, 21, I believe, or 20. So I just wanted to ask you a bit, a bit about him. You know, how has he settled in, and what? How do you see his future? Because we we've said on this podcast that he's maybe got a big future potentially. Yeah, I think I think so too. Uh, Amin is a very good guy. At first, he's adapted very well uh, in uh, in Mielby and uh, also in the under twenty one squad. Uh, so uh, he's getting there, I think. He's a very fast uh, player. He's still got uh, things to learn, of course, but uh, he certainly got the future um, ahead of him. And uh, what that future is, it's, it's a lot of things depending uh, on that, I think. Uh, Malmö is, has the hardest competition in the squad. Uh, and it's not easy to get a get a place in the starting eleven there. So I don't know uh, Amin's plans or Malmö's plans, but maybe they want to uh, uh, to put him alone again. I I'm not sure at all. But uh, if we get the opportunity to keep him, we we will for for sure. Uh, so uh, very good player to work with. Good guy in the in the group and. Uh, Especially, his is uh, a really fast player, one of the fastest in in Allsvenska. Yeah, he's a player we quite like. Um, the other one I wanted to ask you about, just because we we've we've spoken about him on the show a few times. I know he's not been in the team lately, but J- Jacob Bergstrom. Uh, he uh, there was a moment in the season where he ran into a into a uh, <laughs> into the post. Yeah, the post actually came off worse than him. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it in my life. <laughs> he, uh, we've said on the podcast, he's a, a real sort of physical unit, isn't he, um, as a player? 
um what's he even like to work with because he's someone who's caught our eye a lot on this on this show this season yeah yeah actually i i know jacobson's uh before he actually was a student at at the at the same school i'm that i'm a principal now but he was the student when when i uh, arrived because he he uh, he he took his uh, exam just before I I arrived, but he's been training with the uh, Karlskrona sometimes, mm. so so I know him before. And uh, uh, as you as you say, he's a monster. Actually, he um, he took a, a break from football just to to do some bodybuilding, and yeah. uh, and then he took up football again and. Uh, but he's brutal. He's uh, very, very strong and fast, and uh, and uh, he's tremendous with media. I don't know where we get things from because uh, everyone loves him uh, and a good, good player. But I think that's another reason why why we started to perform. We they have to compete to 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 start, and we have to look at our tactics for for every game and uh, he's he's a starting player for for sure but not in not in every game necessarily yeah he's definitely as you said a, a unit you know like you said a monster there he's a he's a character as well so no it's good to get your opinion on that and, and finally uh, i mean last question on players and then after that one more question for you before we let you go um in terms of like the league in general you know, we're looking at kind of, um, we play all Svenska and fantasy at, at times and uh, I'm trying to catch Steve up, you know, it's, it's getting to, it's like the title race within the podcast. Um, who, who who have you seen in the league that you think are the best sort of maybe two or three players that, that you, maybe you've played against that you've seen, thought, wow, he's he's really good or, you know, that the, the, the show listeners should be aware of? Uh, th- there's there's a few I, I think of course you have a player like Cholak in uh, in Malmo, mm-hmm. uh, Sebastian Larsson in Oiko. He's uh, he's getting <laughs> getting a little bit old now, but uh, he's a he's a very good player and very important for his uh, team. Magnus Eriksson in uh, Jurgården. Uh, Johan Larsson uh, in in Elfsborg experienced very good uh, guys, so I, I think I could go on a little bit more. But the, there you have some of them. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's a good good advice. As uh, Cholak's been so good this season as well. Uh, and, and and final question, as you mentioned, you know you you may be in talk in talks with the club. Um, just just tell us a bit about. For anyone who doesn't really know much about Mielby, just tell us a little bit about the, about the club because I know in, if you look at them historically, you know they're quite a big club, but they were they were in Superetta for quite some time. Obviously promoted last season, had a really good year, didn't they? Last year finishing uh, fifth, I believe. So could you just tell us a little bit about Mielby, what it's like to what the town's like, what the fans are like, you know, what, what it's like being part of the club? Um, just for those who who may not know too much about the club itself. Yeah, actually, I know from uh, it's probably true today as well. But I know from uh, from our last session in Allsvenskan that they said that Mjelby is uh, is the team coming from the smallest village in in, uh, in all of Europe, playing in the in the first league in the in the country, and and I think it's still uh, true because true. Because Mjelby, the arena, isn't in the village Mjelby. I think there are like 1,500 or 2,000 maybe inhabitants in uh, in, in Mjelby. But the mm. arena is a, 
is a village, a smaller village by the sea, which I think called Helvik, which I think has like uh, six or seven hundred uh, inhabitants. I don't, I'm not sure. I I stand corrected maybe by by anyone, but it's a very small village and. Uh, uh it's an old fishing and farmers country so uh, uh that's that's really what what the club are about as well we we're not fancy in any way we're we're a hard working club and a very small club and as our chairman put it so beautifully we we have to be best at the things that doesn't cost anything uh so that's that's what's Mielby all about it's about team spirit and uh and uh, taking the job yeah it's fantastic and it's fascinating like you said uh, you know uh, relatively sort of small town and that kind of thing so to be competing is really a credit to all of you uh, I'm curious about how you do your recruitment as well, you know, but uh, that's maybe one for another day. Maybe we can get you back on the show if you if you stick around, because that, that'll be the challenge. But I think for now, the challenge for you guys is, is perhaps to stay in the league and, and, and see where you go from there. Um, yeah, exactly. One game at a time. Exactly. We're not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> the the Simeone way. So, uh, now listen, yeah. Anders uh, Torsten, it's been so, so great to talk to you. I really appreciate your time uh, joining us on the show this week. Uh, wish you all the best for the rest of the season and you know, hope to see you sticking around maybe in the league for, for, for a, a few, a bit more longer yet. So uh, best of luck for the rest of the campaign. And as I say, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for uh, having me and uh, good luck you too. Absolutely brilliant stuff. That was Anders Torstensen, the Mialbe manager on the Nordic Football Podcast. Thanks once again for coming on the show. It was an absolutely very insightful interview there Jonathan um, remember you can follow us on Twitter at Nordic Footpod. you can follow myself at Meatman Soccer and Jonathan is at JF Football and if you're interested you can also follow Anders uh, on Twitter he is at 66ATOR he's also on Instagram if you search him up on Instagram so uh, yeah brilliant interview stay tuned for another new episode very soon uh, thanks for listening stay safe Take care and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.